This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It's Tuesday, it's the 15th of August, 2023. Today, we're getting into your feedback once again, and I've been to the cinema. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hello, Sean Priest. How are you? (laughs) Cinema! I am great, thank you, Stephen Scott. So you've been out and about socialising. That's not like you. Do you know, I was actually out at the weekend, and we were going to talk about it yesterday. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, we kind of got lost in tech. I know. I was breaking news. I was very confused by that episode yesterday because we actually talked about technology and Mm. um, answered some emails, and we actually kind of did the job. Our job. I know. You're welcome, Mr. F. If he was awake and listening, he Mm -hmm. would be so proud of us right now. He would. I'm so happy. It's, yeah. It was strange. Isn't it? We we say right, we're going to talk about this, and you know, we we do have a little talk before we hit the record button about what we're going to talk about. Five hours. But then about after about two seconds after we press that record button, all goes out the window, and we just have a conversation. It is laughable that we there's need a any script. kind of plan. So yeah, I know. We really should maybe follow. Mm. But then you know, can you imagine you and I following a script? Um, well, we'd have to listen to our screen readers, so it, it would be a lot breaks. slower. Yes. Yeah. Like, hang on, hang on. It, sa- it says we have to talk about this now. I can't be bothered with that. Hey, yes, I went to the cinema the weekend, mm. and uh, yeah, because I was telling a few people about this, um, telling a few friends, and they were saying, oh, yeah, I can't wait to hear your show on Monday. <laughs> oh, well. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Late l- as ever. L- let's just say Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, you don't run the trains. Uh, that would be irritating. Thank you. Bye, bye. Um, but what, uh, what did you go to see? Well, I went to see because I am a uh, metrosexual man. What I mean by that is I have used a subway train. I love that joke, by the way. So well, I have keep, you, keep honestly, using it. It's so good, isn't it? It never gets dust on it, that joke, because <laughs> no. I use it so often. Uh, but no, I am a metrosexual man. I went with my wife to mm. see Barbie. Yeah, oh. I know. Thank you. Well done. Thank you, you everybody. An inspirational Thank hero. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I am... A, right, enough of that. Uh, I am an inspirational hero to myself because I, I did. I it, went along to see Barbie for is, my wife. It isn't... Uh, okay, I'm just going to say it. Isn't that a kid's film? There, I've said it. Uh, I thought it was going to be a kid's film. Can I just say, if you have kids, go and see this film first and then you decide if it's for kids. I don't have children, so I don't care. Um, mm. But I will say, I wouldn't... If I had kids... I would not be taking them to see that movie. Really? It had words in it that were offensive to children. What, swearing? Curse words? It had had words about personal (laughs) bits. No. Personal parts. In Barbie? In Barbie. And they didn't even have any. Ah, the world we live in today. It's all gone woke. Is that okay. right? I don't know. I don't that's know what if you that's the say. right word. Yeah, you got. That's what you do nowadays. Isn't it? Just, all people just show. It's all gone woke, and everyone goes, yeah, 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 and then we all just carry on. Um, no, can I be honest? I think um, my, so. We decided to go to the cinema uh, to see Barbie. Uh, my wife, who was keen to see it, uh, although she was more keen to see Oppenheimer. Uh, mm. I wanted to see Oppenheimer, but weirdly enough, I was kind of more keen to see Barbie. <laughs> I don't know why. I'd, we watched the trailer, and it just seemed so lively and so much fun. And I thought, I want to, to be part of it. I want to enjoy myself. I want to to smile, to be happy, not to okay? think about atomic bombs for five seconds. <laughs> like you? It is unusual well, for me, I must admit. But anyway, the, the end result was that I mm. think I enjoyed it way more than my wife did. Well, that's so. that's very interesting. I understand it's a, a subtle look at the roles of the genders in today's world, apparently. Oh, yes, very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that's uh, absolutely yeah, it's, right. It's, Thank you, yes. um, Film Critic of the Year. Uh, Thank you. But yes, it, it, that's exactly what it was, which got a bit boring, you know, because okay. it's like, oh, just tell me a story. Don't don't start all this. I hate when it's all about issues. Oh, well it's about the issues. <laughs> Can we just okay. tell a story anymore? Does it always have to be a life lesson? Yeah, no, I'm not into that. I, you know, a bit of police academy. That's my level. Something like that. Something where I don't have to think. Beautiful. Last night on the telly, Ghostbusters 2. Oh. I'm like, da-da-da-da. Uh, uh. 
Because you know that's the the ecto. Sorry. What was it? Ecto one. The ecto car. one. Ah, that's the noise it made. Remember, um, it was driving along. Uh, go, ah. Please don't. Please keep, stop. That's doing what that. the noise it did. That's the noise it made. That's the noise of the siren. The siren. Actually. Yeah. Yes. No, it wasn't like the car was broken or that. It suggests it was. The car wasn't broken. Um, but that's yeah, a that feel was, good that movie. That was a great a movie. Say. Ghostbusters uh, the, two, by the way, not one. Yeah, well, well they, they were both good. Not quite as good, too. That's a minute. But still, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Late review here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you want <laughs> 80s film reviews, come see us. Can I tell you, right? So we go out at the weekend to see the, the, the cinema, uh, to see the, the film. And um, first up, I've got to tell you about the audio description experience, because I know that's what you're really interested in. That's all we care about. Yeah. So uh, we go in and we get the headset. And here's the thing. The headset is not a pair of headphones but a pair of headphones connected to a box that if you had your own headphones, you could plug them in. Oh, what we were exactly describing. So just a, a audio receiver with a 3.5mm headphone. Absolutely. So, yep, you could plug in your own headphones uh, too. Oh, yes. Of course, I didn't take any headphones with me, so I had to use the smelly headphones they gave me. But, you know, okay, fine, whatever. Okay. And they actually weren't really smelly. They seemed new. I have a feeling they have not been used very often hmm. which is also quite unnerving and it kind of i think also goes towards the reason why sometimes these things don't work as well as they should because there's not as many of us out there actually using it taking advantage of uh, it yes um, and did you have to put who down a deposit them? a deposit no what oh yeah oh no every time i go well used to i don't go i don't like it but when i used to take the children to the cinema i used to have to put down a 10 pound deposit on the headset on the ad <laughs> headset Ten quid? It's not even worth ten quid. Maybe you just bought them. Maybe it's where you live. I think it's where you live. <laughs> yes, I think it's. Uh, yeah, of course you, you. know, it was returned when you returned the headphones. That's you know. But I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, no, You're trusted up there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're very trusted. Us blind people, we're very trusted, presumed innocent all the time. Very good. Mm -hmm. So, how did the AD work? Uh so. This was interesting, and I saw uh, someone had commented about this on Mastodon just before I'd gone to the cinema, and it kind of made me think at that point. The guy had suggested that really what they should have is some kind of tone or message playing through the AD headset all the time, because what you have to do is you go into the cinema, you sit down, you've got your popcorn, you've got your drinks, you've got your hot dog, you've got all your stuff, and you sit down, and you have to go through 8 million adverts and then 10 million trailers. I love that. And then you get I to the movie. I love it. Yeah, I like it when the curtains are still shut, apparently, and it's just playing theme tunes from the songs, and you've got to yeah, try and yeah. guess what they are. That's I right, love yeah, that. yeah. Thank I don't you. think they do that anymore. But anyway, so um, when was the last time you were in a cinema? 1943. Was there a guy running around with holding up a torch? <laughs> Someone playing an organ at the yeah. front. <laughs> <laughs> was there a person coming around with ice cream on a tray? I mean, uh, how far back are we going here? Uh, did Carry it have, on. Did it have sound? Um, <laughs> anyway, so we... Um, we're sitting there and the film starts and we wait and we wait and we listen. Nothing. No sound coming through the headset. So my wife's saying, okay, just give it, give it a minute, give it a minute. But I'm like, no, no, no. At this point, they'd be, they'd be describing all the logos, logos for the various, yes. various film That's companies. how you know, yeah. Because you know that way that every film when it starts, there's a great Family Guy sketch on this where you know, the movie starts and it's yeah. got about 8,000 introductions. Is this the movie? Is this, Is this the movie? it? Yeah. Oh, there's a guy walking on a hill. Oh, no, it's Walking on a Hill Productions. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, and so it goes. But anyway, so we get to the film and, oh, yeah, no AD. So, I, you know, my wife says, okay, look, just let's, just just relax, enjoy the film. We'll just live without it. Like, Hang on a minute. So I no. take her headset, I take mine, I go back to the front desk. And at that point, uh, I, I'm going to say it, I was mansplained to. Mansplained. <gasps> How dare they? Audio description-splained to. Why? What did they say? You're, you're not doing it right. Well, they said, oh, there is audio description. There is. It's there. So they asked me to put the headset on, and I could hear the film playing through the headset. And there was music playing at that point. In the early part of the movie, it's just a song or whatever that's playing. And... Um, I said, yeah, but there's no description. There's nothing going on. And he says, oh, yeah, they, they might not be talking over the music. And I'm like, <coughs> excuse me, uh, excuse me. Uh, I think you'll find. Uh, tr traditional <laughs> British phrase, which basically says, screw you. Um, but, you know, it's a I think you'll find moment uh, where I said uh, that that is wrong. Uh, and I started explaining it. He then started cutting over me and saying, uh, 
actually, it sometimes might not work like that. And I said, oh, oh. really? I said, how many audio described movies do you watch? <laughs> uh, you did say, do you know who I am, did you, at any point? No, I held that one back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the embarrassment of, it, of him not knowing. Say, no, got yeah. no idea. <laughs> so I said, look, I said, I've watched every show I watch, every TV show I watch has got AD on it. I said, I'm assuming you don't watch any. Uh, he said, no. Oh, passive-aggressive. I like it. Good well, move. I'm Scottish. And yeah. he, he, well, we're just aggressive. I said it <laughs> no in an passive. aggressive tone. I hope that came across. Goodness, I'll have to improve if that's... I think I'm hanging around with too many Canadians. Um, so, yeah, anyway. So the, this woman comes over. And she says, excuse me, to the man, she says, I think he would know what he's talking about. Oh. And I said, I've got oh. an ally. This oh, is an well ally. Done. So, yes. yep. I said, I'm all for you. She was the manager. And she said, this isn't good enough. Go fix it. So uh-huh. this man was dispatched to figure out the problem. Turns out the cinema screen that we're in, there's eight screens in that particular cinema. In this particular screen, screen one, there is no AD. Because apparently it has a super duper fantastically wonderful super califragilisticexpialidocious music system, and so? as such, you can't get AD. That makes and no sense. Here's the reason: because you might not be able to hear it over the sound. Oh, okay. So I don't know who came up with that nonsense, but in the end, um, I thought, well, okay, look, it's going to be either a refund or a or a fight. <laughs> <laughs> There's only really two options here. The two Scottish options, obviously, yes. <laughs> I want a refund or I'll have a fight. Um, and uh, I wasn't really spoiling for a fight, so a refund would be fine. Uh, anyway, the manager said, look, there's actually another showing in another screen about to start in 10 minutes. Would you mind moving to that screen and we can start it all again for you and you can enjoy it with AD? Same seats and all the rest. Uh, they were also very helpful. They came through. They helped us with our drinks. They helped us move everything. And they set us all up. We sat down. We went through all the trailers again, all the, again with no knowledge of whether this was going to work again or not. Lucky, um, yeah. We get to the start of the movie, and then it says nothing. <gasps> and no. then a bright light shines upon a hey. hill, or whatever it was. I, oh, thank God! <laughs> so tense for those first <laughs> that few seconds. Of, I, honestly, if I was going to see a horror movie, I'd be more terrified at that moment than I would be at any point in the movie. You're right. It would be quite useful to have a, some sort of indication that, okay, the AD is coming. Because all, to be fair to the fella who was uh, mansplaining to you, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is intermittent isn't it, audio description, by its very nature. It's not talking all the way through it. So yeah. sometimes you do sit there and think, have I got my AD on or is it not on? That's right. So just some sort of beep or, you know, at the end it usually says, audio description by whoever. Well, just put that right at the beginning as well so we know it's actually on. That's not a bad idea. Just have something running that says this is an audio described performance. That's all you have to do. You know, mm. just leave it running all the time. They must have, I mean, I, I don't know how cinemas work, but I would imagine they have some kind of technology in there. I um, think so. And the ability to broadcast sound. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, it seems to work. But interestingly, it, it wasn't one of those wireless, or I don't think it was a wireless receiver. I mean, I guess it is, but I don't know what it was, was working on. Was there a big off. cord connected? Did you yes. have to plug in at the bottom of the screen somewhere? Plugged into the, yeah, just a little 3.5 mil jack <laughs> under the under the big screen. Yeah, that's it. Just Excuse plug me. it in there. Coming through. That's it. Just mind that wire. <laughs> uh, but no, it was good. And this, the sound quality was good off it. Um, the movie was... Mm, okay. Uh, audio description was nah, okay. Yeah. Wow, sounds like a great time. That's that's got me rushing back to the cinema. Can I tell you though, I haven't been to the cinema. We're working this out. I don't think I've been to the cinema personally in about five years. My mm. wife probably about eight years. And we, because the last film I saw was in Toronto. I went to see Joker, which didn't have AD. Um, and I went to see Joker at, at a cinema there. And, um, and I, 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 yeah, it was great film but i think what you kind of mm. forget is the experience of going out to the cinema it's not really the movie can be bad but that can be the good bit do you know what i mean it's like you can just have a laugh about it afterwards you go for a nice bite to eat or maybe do a bit of shopping or whatever and that was what we did we went off shopping after that and oh that was had nice some night. it was like, and honestly it felt like i was back in my 20s again because i used to do exactly the same thing in the same location with my wife we used to when we weren't together we'd just be you know going around meet up on a saturday go to the town Aww. have a wander around the shops go to the cinema 
and do all that stuff. And it was like I was like I was going back in time, so brief. I was like I was a childish again. <laughs> well, you went to see a kids' film, so yeah. Um, <laughs> You know what? No, you're right. It's it's a social thing. It doesn't really matter what you're watching. That that's a yeah. fair point. But then again, you sort of isolate yourself out, don't you? If you got your headphones on, listening to AD, it sort of makes it more difficult to have that conversation with your partner or whoever you're with. Well, I don't know because I mean, the, but then the, you don't really talk during the movie, I suppose. You should. Well, you shouldn't. Although it does surprise me the amount of people who enjoy talking through a movie. At one point, are idiots. At one point, yeah. I almost stood up and said, I don't know why you bothered paying to watch this movie because all you've done is talk through it. Oh, yeah, like some sort of headmaster. Well yeah, done, you. I, I almost got a little bit ratty, you know, because there was a couple of kids. I say kids, they could be 20 years old for all I knew. There's a few seven-year-olds there watching yeah. the Barbie movie. You were making too much noise. Stop making noise! <laughs> I don't Stop mind the laughing. munching. I don't mind the munching of the popcorn and the you know the, the scratching or the, the squeezing of the crisp packets or all that. I don't care about mm. all that stuff. But you know, talking through a film, I people oh. have really gotten very rude. Is this an old person thing? Am I getting old? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. What a lovely. It's almost like a movie review show we've turned into here. It's a tech show. Honest. I was so pleased um, to get home, but uh, no, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good experience. So whether or not I go to see Oppenheimer again, that will be interesting. Um, mm. I, well, I tell you what we did. This is the other thing, right? So not only so we, we decided to go for a wander around the, the, the stores as well. And um, we went into one store, which still exists in the UK. I had no idea this store exists. I apologize to my American and Canadian friends who will not know what I'm talking about here. Uh, but there's a shop over here. It might be in the States. I don't know. But it's called HMV which stands for His Master's Voice. No way. Still, I thought they were all gone. There, so did I. I went in and I said, are you guys closing down in five minutes? Because <laughs> I think I think no one's told you at head office that this place is done. Um, but yeah, they HMV were still open. Is, is, of course, where I used to buy all my CDs. Me too. In my youth. So I used to just walls of CD and in the charts, one, two, three, 15, uh, what would that be? About $25, $30 a double CD. Yes, that's right. And used to run down there. And ah, those used to be the days. I thought get they an album, went away yeah, with yeah. blockbusters. With blockbusters, yeah, I mean, but it's still going. So I, I'd gone in and I asked for a particular show. So I've been really wanting to rewatch Ali McBeal, which is a. Well, you might know it as the, the TV show with Callista You're Flockhart. a strange, strange man. I used to. Well, that show, funnily enough, was about a very strange little man <laughs> as well. But um, I loved that show when it was on. And you can't get it on any of the streaming services. It's just not available. At least here in the UK, it's not available on any streaming service. Don't write in and tell me it's on some American one because I won't get access to it. But uh, mm. you can't get it here. Uh, and the only way I thought I'll get it is to get a DVD. So I thought, yeah, I'll just get it on DVD. They'll have it in here, surely. So I asked behind, uh, well, I didn't ask behind the desk because I stood in front of the desk. The mm. person was behind the desk. Uh, and I said to this lovely, charming girl, uh, do you have a show on DVD called Ally McBeal? And she said, what's that? And I said, what bit? DVD you're unsure of or the show? <laughs> and she said, uh, oh, uh, the, the show. Is, is it a show? And I said, Yes. She said, uh, I don't think we have that. But she said, I'll check for you on the system. So someone else comes over and says, what's the man looking for? And he, mm. she said, oh, the it's a show, a show called youth. Ali McBeal. And he said, what's that? And I oh. said, right, do you know what? I'm out. That, I'm done here. Forget you people it. are too young. I can't deal with this. I used to come in here. <laughs> and when I, when I, I, and at that point, I did get into a little bit of a rant because I said, like, when I used to come in here back in the day when you probably weren't even born, I used to come in here and I would ask for things and they knew what it was. If I asked for an artist, they'd know who it was. If I asked for a DVD or a video, they would know what it was. Or a cassette tape, they'd know wow. what it was. Uh, right. But you youth, you sit there with your streaming and your, your whatever Piercings. it is you do, your TikTok... <laughs> <laughs> we are really, really old, Stephen. When did this happen? I honestly felt like when I had gone out this weekend, I felt like it's like the first time. If I had been cryogenically frozen and brought back to life, that this was the experience I was having at that weekend. Everything just felt so old. And in the end... Everything's we, new and foreign to you. I'm scared. And not only that, she says to me at the end, of, and this is what made me think this is so ridiculous... She then says to me, well, we don't have it in store. 
You can buy it online. Oh. Well, what's the point of the store? Bricks and mortar. It's oh, the everyone, past. go save the high street. Oh, we must stop these shops from dying. You go into a store. I can't buy it here. You buy it online. I went in and bought. I went in and bought some clothes. The woman says, because I was asking her about returns. I said, how does it work? Do I bring them back to the store? Can I send them back? She said, no, no, no. She says, if you have to bring them back if you buy it in store. But if you just bought all this online, you can just post it back. So what's the point of the store? All right, now stop banging the desk. Now oh. calm, calm down now. We're all just remember. Really irritates me. But it, but it, but it kind of makes the point, right? What is the point of having these bricks and mortar stores when all you do is go in and they just tell you, just buy it online? As I've always said, the decline of the high street is because it's what the people want. It's more convenient. No, it's, to... it's not only that, though. It's not only that. What, if you what, go into what, a store, what, what? Yeah. the stores are bringing this on themselves. If you're telling customers, hey, do you know what? You could just do this online, save you the hassle. Well, of course, well, the stores the want that as well, don't they? I mean, they don't have to spend money on rent and less employees. But that's I mean, not good for the people. Surely that's well, not that, good for the people working in the store, is it? Of course. Well, I mean... Yeah, They're going to lose their jobs. Make... Yes. Yes. Okay. There's other sectors that open up in that case, right? It's the same with AI. Oh, we're getting into tech again. It's the same concerns with AI. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> that, that, How many the jobs are... was an accident, by the way, but a <laughs> happy accident. Yeah, it did. It's the, <laughs> how many jobs are at risk because of AI? But then the argument is that, that new technology comes along. There's a major shift in in society, and then you know, it, it realigns itself. There's other jobs that open up in new sectors that come along because of the new technology. So I think it's the same with the the high street. The high street needs to evolve into a social area. It's all cafes and cinemas and things like that. And you're and seeing looting. that a lot more. And what? Sorry, looting. Looting. Well, it depends where you live, obviously. Is that a social activity? Uh, I think it is these days. <laughs> it seems to be. People only There's seem nothing to left to loot. These You've got to loot online. Yeah, well, that's it. You won't get all, I mean, I almost feel like someone's going to come up to these looters and say, you know, if you did this online, if you hacked our store, you'd actually get much more online than you would in here. And the return policy, you can just send it back. You don't have to come back in. Can I just take your email address, please? Yes. <laughs> would you like a points card? <sighs> Jeez, well, what a, what a glorious weekend you had. That I actually had a great, I had a really great weekend, but I do feel it's like the last Shouting time ever I will ever be able to experience this ever in any kind of meaningful way. Because going through that shopping mall, there was so few stores left. So few stores. I thought, how this place can continue as, it's, as it is. I mean, there was like half the mall, half the mall, and I'm not kidding, was empty. Nothing It's exactly all. the same in, in my local town centre, exactly the same. You go through there, it's like dawn of the dead. It's just, it's, everything is shuttered up. And it, it is, it's not a great look, right? It's not a great experience either. But like I said, I kind of understand it. It's just more convenient and people like that. And I understand the sort of impact on the local environment, the society and all that. But then it just needs to change. There's often that argument by disabled people that, you know, online shopping is better. And I can totally, totally get that. I mean, look, it I totally have is. absolutely, you know, <laughs> emptied most online stores at some point, you know, and, and yes. the pandemic, you know, it was getting ridiculous. My neighbours, you know, were, were really starting to count up the parcels, you know, as they were arriving at the door. Um, you know, they had to help us with the parcels to bring them in sometimes. <laughs> yes. It was ridiculous. Um, but there was also that other side of it. So, you know, I go into the, the clothing store. Now I'm a guy. I, and I'm not a fashionable guy, so, you know, fashionable guys need not apply here for this. But, you know, for me, I just want to buy, you know, I find something I like, a pair of jeans or a pair of trousers, maybe a shirt, and I will just mm. buy that in as many quantities as possible and as many colours as possible. Problem solved. Yes, I agree. And what was great was having an assistant who could just say, okay, you want that? You want all this and... Excel, and I'm like, yeah, 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 that'd be great. And they went Someone's off. Someone's been on a diet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't say how many Excel, did I? <laughs> um, I just said Excel. Mm, moving on, but uh, you know, be able to buy some stuff, and they could just go off and do. And actually, in a lot of ways, it was much easier than trying to navigate the website, which I had tried to do, and obviously hadn't bought many things because I wasn't really sure. Clothes, especially, right? You don't know the feel of it. You don't know necessarily what you're buying. You're just going off descriptions. So. Yep. It's not always ideal. Um, 
but I, I do I, always... I do think there's some benefits to that. So you know, in clo- and I know a lot, of, a lot of women say that to me. They'll say, you know, look, when it comes to clothing, you got to be in front of it sometimes, and I can totally understand that. And, and certainly from my point of view, I spent way more money than I should have on clothes at the weekend for that reason, because I was no, able to. But you, no, you're absolutely right. It's a much better experience in person. Bricks and more always works out over online shopping when it comes to something like clothes, and I'm sure there's other sectors there that, that are the same that are always going to be there i mean online are trying to replicate that there's so many services now where you just buy different sizes as, of the same thing and you don't pay until you get the the products and try them on the clothes and try them on and then you just send back what you don't want right but it's still a lot more hassle than actually going down feeling it and and trying it on there in the store isn't it so i think clothing is one of those things that's always going to be there I don't know if you, we can actually say it in, in, in all seriousness. I don't know if we can ever say it's a good or bad thing the way it's going because it, it's ultimately a choice and the market will decide. And it's, it looks point. to yes. me like the market is deciding. It has decided. We're way past yeah. that. We're yeah. way past that. But I, I do think that if a store is serious about wanting to maintain a, a, a high street presence, a shopping mall presence, it has to stop sending its customers off to the online side of things. That just seems totally, it seems like they're trying to do both, but therefore they're just going to fail at the other, which is being on in, in a, a physical store. Because mm-hmm. you can't do both. It doesn't make sense to me. If I can do it all online, why would I bother coming into your store? And I feel sorry for the staff that have to promote that. I would almost be tempted to say, if I was a member of staff working in those stores, I'd be saying, I'm not promoting the online. I'm promoting the reason to come in here. I'm promoting the fact that you can come in here, you can try the clothes, you can try the shoes, you can touch the tech, you yeah. can do whatever. That's the reason we exist. It's well, that's what's the point. So, yeah. Anyway. Ooh, it, it was a fun feel weekend. Feel better? Do you well know, done. it's funny. I, had a really, I actually did have a really nice weekend. I mean, it doesn't sound like it, but I had a, no. I had a wonderful weekend. And, you do um, like shouting at people, though. I so, do. I think it's, I horses think it's, for courses. It does work for me. I've got to mm. say, I feel very good after I come home and I... I've had a nice yell. Um, very pleasant indeed. And then I had to fight with the taxi driver as well because he wanted to take cash. He's like, oh, I only take cash. And I said, do you take cards? He said, yeah. I said, excellent. That's what we'll do. And uh, he didn't speak to me for the rest of the journey. I'm finding that more and more. I know we've got to finish here, but I'm finding that more and more. And it's you know what? It's an actual problem. Taxi drivers don't want to use the app to pay. They don't want to use a card reader. They will actively say, no, it's not working. I need cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't carry cash. And uh, every time I complain to the the taxi company, they say, no, that's not true. They just don't want to. Don't pay. They don't. Just don't pay. I've said it's the only way I can pay. But then I've had one taxi driver. If you can figure out a way of magicking money out of this card, and I don't mean via an ATM, which will charge me money for it. I mean, actually take money out of this card by some kind of tap or swipe. (laughs) Yes. It ain't happening. Yeah. One... My daughter ordered the taxi through the taxi company's app and you pay up front for it and, you know, all done. And when she was in the ride in the taxi, he actually tried to take it off her, her phone off her and cancel because he said it's not enough. I mean, that's terrible, right? It's, uh, I wasn't happy at all. Let's put it that way. Okay, we should well, probably move yeah. on with the show now because I'm really what, upset now. The world's a terrible in, we place. Really should actually start <laughs> doing what we're here to do. It is double tap. It is a tech show. Honest, we'll get to tech uh, eventually. <laughs> this is double tap from AMI Audio. Email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. Call us 877-803-4567. and find us on social media on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And now on Mastodon at Double Tap. Yes, we are proudly here on AMI Audio. I'm not sure if they're proud to have us, but no. we are uh, very proud to be here among some esteemed Happy. company who uh, never take my calls. Anyway, um, <laughs> hi, everybody. It's, this is the tech bit of the show. And <laughs> I, Halfway I, through. I actually think at some point we're going to need a jingle to explain this is the bit we'll do the tech now. This is the bit. Two minutes of tech. <laughs> Let's get to some emails and we're going to kick off with... Now, I've got an email from Tandem Brian. I don't know if that's your name or that's the subject, but either way, here's Tandem Brian. Hi, team. I was delighted to hear the Peloton bike demonstration the other day by Gavin, which relies on the built-in screen talkback facility. 
I'm a keen cyclist and have been researching accessible smart bike virtual training apps for some time now, which allows simulated cycle training rides in the safety of the gym or your home, and ideal for when, as a tandem cyclist, you just can't find an available willing pilot. A smart bike allows an app on your iPad or phone or computer to control the resistance of the pedals and to feedback metrics, such as cadence, power and even metrics to show how smooth your left and right feet are rotating, so as to improve cycling form and efficiency. Lots of apps now can present a virtual route on the screen and even control the smart bike to simulate different road surfaces, as well as the up or down hill gradients. So, for a long time, I was trying to identify the best smart bike and the most usable and accessible training app. Unfortunately, the Peloton iOS app on its own with a regular training exercise bike is limited in what information it offers during a workout class. I reported back and had no response from my attempts to help improve their iOS Peloton app interface for voiceover users. The classes are motivating and great fun, with a broad range of durations and types of class in their library, but the app does not give you any metrics during a session. I noticed on Gavin's demonstration metrics were only reported every 90 seconds on the actual Peloton bike too, which isn't ideal if a session is made up of repeated 30-second intervals, for example. With lots of research, I ended up buying a Watt Bike Atom, and I made a YouTube video showing my experience in trying to use the most popular smart bike training apps, which are Zwift, RGT, Watt Bike, and Trainer Road, with this bike. Although all these apps will work with any smart bike. From my YouTube video, you will see how Zwift and RGT are hopelessly inaccessible with voiceover but those apps are more geared towards cyclists seeking to complete virtual rides or even virtual races with other users, and the apps show the road and scenery during your ride. Zwift has added updates in the last 12 months to cater for hand cyclists, so for those who are disabled and unable to actually pedal, but there are still no changes to cater for the blind user. Strange, but even though I bought a Wattbike Atom as a smart bike, the actual initial pairing process from their native app to the bike is inaccessible for blind users – This is just the same as any Bluetooth pairing process, but it's been implemented so poorly that no blind Watt Bike Atom owner can ever start the app without sighted assistance. That is a shame, as this is probably one of the more common smart bikes you'll find in gyms. Finally, my YouTube video shows Trainer Road, which is absolutely brilliant in how accessible it is, and they are super responsive to suggestions to make it even better. You will hear how once I've paired the Watt Bike to the app, I can immediately see I've paired a device – Select Workout and the app simply announces Pedal to Start. It then announces the content of the current interval, the next interval and the subsequent interval and the app is controlling the resistance of the bike, dictating the resistance and so forcing me to either pedal hard or freewheel. It gives wonderful audio tones between the intervals and in a sequence to indicate if the interval coming up is easier or harder than the one just completed. So even before the voiceover message about the next interval content, you already know what to expect in terms of the required effort. So, if anyone is looking to explore using a smart bike with a virtual training app to do cycle workouts at home, then I'd recommend Trainer Road. Of course, you can always initiate your music playlist ahead of starting a Trainer Road workout, and VoiceOver just nicely announces the interval descriptions over the top of the music when required. You can also just tap and place focus at any time on any of the metric values, such as remaining interval time, heart rate, power, target power, cadence and voiceover auto-announces the changes to those values every few seconds. This is far more useful to the metric being only given every 90 seconds. For example, I might just put focus on remaining time on the cool-down period at the end of a one-hour workout to count down as I end a ride. The Trainer Road app will work with any smart bike or smart trainer as well, so it's not tied to the hardware in that sense. Keep up the great work, Sean and Stephen, and thanks, of course, to Laura for reading this out, as ever. Regards, Tandem Brian. Ah, what was your name, Tandem Brian? Well, it might be a coincidence, but that's a very (laughs) fortuitous one. i got to say, that was amazing. That was so good. It's so difficult to find any detailed information about fitness equipment and accessibility. Absolutely amazing. I'm going to try and find that YouTube video. Yeah, well, we've. I think it's in the email, so I will add that to the show notes so that we can all go and check that out. Um, that's brilliant. And Brian, you're welcome on any time if you want to discuss this, because I'm sure there are lots of people out there who will want to know more about this. Uh, you know, like you say, Sean, it's, it's not that, you know, the information isn't out there. It's just that there's no information specifically for us. And I think that's probably the that's best right. description and detailed outline of what is out there and what is accessible to us that I've heard ever quite frankly. Yeah. So that is brilliant. great job. Thank you so much for that, Brian. That means a lot. 
Um, let's move on to an email from Wayne on the subject of light detection. Hello, Sean. Just a quick one. A solution to your microphone on problem. Just use either a light detection app or the light detection option in Seeing AI. You can try it with your shed light on, but if you're struggling, turn the shed light off. With the light detector running, place your phone camera about six inches away from the base of the microphone. Turn on your microphone and the LED light should cause the light detector to go up in tone and down in tone when you turn it off again. Scan around the microphone if you don't seem to hear any differences. You should normally be able to feel the raised LED or slightly depressed space to make sure that you're in the right place for the LED. Light detectors can be used for many things. You can use it to tell if the TV is off or if the sound was accidentally muted by someone. You can check if your blinds are fully open or closed without having to feel for them. You can even tell if your clothing is a light colour shade or a dark colour shade from the detector tone. Experiment and have fun. Cheers, Wayne. Wow, I, I must admit, light detection is something that I very rarely use. Um, well, because I still got light perception, I suppose. But things like LED lights and indicator lights are a, a great idea. I didn't even think about that. No. I can't. I can't actually remember the problem I was having. I'm assuming. <laughs> no, was this not your mixing desk or something? You weren't sure what buttons were on or off. Oh yeah, probably. Yes, yes, that's probably true. Yes, that's right. To see the, I, I was, I wasn't hearing anything. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great idea. Light detection. Um, it, it does that weird. Doesn't it? No, yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, a, yeah. that's exactly right. That was perfect. That's exactly what it does. Yeah, I, I had the same problem with my soundbar. So the, the soundbar we have downstairs, we must have had it in the house now since we moved in, so about 10 years. And I know that sounds odd, doesn't it, when you think that I'm the kind of guy who would change tech every 10 seconds. But there are certain <laughs> things that just never change, and my soundbar yes. downstairs is one of them. And the the problem with it is, actually, my, my vision was better then. So when I had it, you know, I could see the little light that was on. And the light is kind of an LED, tiny little LED, but it's behind a grill. So it's like you've got the grill for the front of the, the sound bar. And then behind that is obviously the speakers and everything, but also the little LED light. So now I'm finding it really hard to know if it's on or off. Yes. I just, the light is so small on it that I don't even know if it would, a light detector would pick up on it. But I, I'm thinking, you know, I know you can buy these light detector. I know you can use an app and, and a lot of people will probably do that. But there are examples of devices that use because I think if I'm right in saying it's almost like a highlighter pen where it's closed in at the end and then the de the detector is kind of um, inside the unit. So you basically cover over the whatever it is well, you're trying to detect That's a colour identifier, isn't it? More than a, a light yeah, detector. Yeah, yeah, the colour. But don't, don't they do that with light detectors as well? I don't know. I've, I've never actually seen a hardware light detector. Um, funnily enough, I'm I I really come across some. Well no, be. no, you're probably right. I, I can't see why they wouldn't have had one. Um, we haven't always had smartphones, so a hardware light detector seems perfectly plausible. We were mucking around with a color identifier the other day. Sarah was trying to uh, see what color her wool was because, as we all know, she's now knitting. We're all old, and um, I'm bright red. Apparently, my skin color. In case anyone's <laughs> interested, we all, everyone else in the family was uh, light brown. And I was bright red. Well, Apparently, I have high blood pressure. I have um, I have both Scottish, well, three things actually: Scottish, Irish, and Polish history. Uh, <laughs> right. I am as white as the whitest thing you can think of, <laughs> and probably blue. whiter, and a tinge of blue. <laughs> exactly. That's right. I'm getting colder. <laughs> it gets even colder. I couldn't. I couldn't have basically had any more background with more cold in it. Three quarters Smurf. Okay. I was born yes. six pounds minus forty degrees. <laughs> oh, that was it. The lights on the focus right uh, solo. Oh yeah, that was I it. Too. That's right. Because it's got just little buttons that toggle, and they yes. don't stay down or they don't stay stay up. So there's no way to know what mode they're on, and they had little light indicators. Fantastic. Anyway, Wayne, great email. Thank you. I'll take that on board. Definitely. Okay, let's move on to an email, or voicemail actually, from Chris, who's got in touch to share her thoughts on uh, the back tea pack that Janine was talking about. She's trying to help us, I think, understand this a bit better. Hi, guys. It's Chris. I thought I'd record a quick little tip on how to understand about this back tea pack. So I had a couple of these, and I thought they were a great idea. I did feel like I was wearing saddlebags because you essentially are. And uh, these 
things got kind of twisted around it, unless you really did sit in a chair, like Janine was saying. But if you're having trouble imagining these, if you can imagine that there's something across your shoulders to which these separate saddlebags are attached, you know, permanently, and they are each hanging down at your sides. So probably they hang down from just a, you know, few inches under your armpit, let's say, down to your waist, or a little bit below. So they really don't, as far as I remember, and it's been several years since I've had one, they're not like hanging down your leg or, you know, anything like that. But imagine if you had a couple of big braille books, and you had one on each side of you, and they are standing um, so that they are maybe, say, portrait, you know, up and down. And these Braille books, one Braille book on your left side, one Braille book on your right side. And in fact, these pouches, I'm sure, could hold a Braille book because they can hold a 13-inch, you know, MacBook or whatever. They can hold a Braille book. So just imagine that these things are, are hanging down you know, and so the the Braille book, you know, the back of the Braille book would be against your left side and the back of the other Braille book would be against your right side. And then there are straps that go across your chest, like she was mentioning, like a, you know, a chest mount, like if you were to wear one of these harness type chest mounts. So that's really the way the bags are positioned. And what she was saying about resting your arm on top of the top of the, the big saddlebag that might get your left arm out of position if you were using a guide dog, um, mm. because that is kind of where it would hit. Um, but that is really kind of the orientation of these things. And I didn't keep mine cause they kept getting twisted around. I try to put it on and I don't like to, I guess I think when I put my bag on, I stand up, I get ready to go. I put my backpack on, and, you know, you have to think about, okay, I'm going to sit in the chair and the thing's going to be straight across my shoulders and nothing's twisted. And okay, then I put my arms through the, you know, both of the straps and snap the chest mountain uh, straps and then away you go. But it's a really wonderful idea as far as ergonomics goes. But maybe a Braille book on each side of your body, maybe that would help you understand what those uh, saddlebag kind of things are like. And I have met this lady. She... um she did, uh, uh, you know, give me kind of like a fitting because they do kind of like to fit you if they can to make sure you're getting the right size and everything. So great idea. Just not for me, but wonderful demo by Janine. Thanks. Thank you, Chris. That actually does make a lot more sense to my head now about how these work. It's kind of what I was thinking, but I was getting a bit confused like you were about the, you know, how, how far down how these far- went. Yeah, down or up. I mean, yeah. are they called back T because you got to hold your arms out like the letter T or something if they're right under your armpits? <laughs> You'd be like a, a bodybuilder, like you're holding you know, rolls of carpet under your arm, surely. Um, I think this is one of those things where you need to try it out because honestly, to me, it does sound like it's not very comfortable, like, almost like it could get in the way. Um, the whole point of a, a backpack is that it's on your back and out of the way <laughs> for walking and things but yeah janine loves hers she's got several as she said so um yeah i think it's one i'd, I'd have to try out and stop sending me emails folks saying right just buy everything and then you know tell us what you think i'm not doing that i'm not buying everything you've suggested you usually do why, why? I, I, know, I, know, I wonder i just want one backpack <laughs> so i haven't made a decision yet on which one i'm going for i know you're all waiting with bated breath for me to tell oh, yes. you but mm-hmm. i haven't made my decision yet but i will make my decision because I have some uh, trips planned this year and I want to, and especially next year, so I want to make sure I have something with me that can carry a lot of good stuff but also be comfortable. It's getting that balance, isn't it? Because, of course, the more you stuff in these things, you know, it's just going to be heavier, it's going to be oh, more unwieldy, and, you know, you just gotta, you, you've really got to sort of think about what should be in the backpack. That'll be the next conversation. What goes in this thing? Oh, stop it. Yeah, you just throw things in. Use a bin bag like I do. Oh, you're hopeless. You just I'm a common a, man. You know, you don't have a backpack. You have a a back jacket. <laughs> it's a back jack. Is what you've got. Oh, well done. So you just wear everything in your back. You just. Got, I, I remember meeting you, and I walked up and I gave you a big bear hug as we do. 
Yes. And, you know, I think I was crushing a laptop at one point. <laughs> That's what inside pockets are for. Exactly right. There's yeah. that. There's, there's my 15-inch there's that. MacBook Pro in my inside pocket. Hey, yeah, we're big enough that you yeah, could probably do enough, that. Yeah. I used to have a jacket that you could do that. You could put an iPad in it. And I thought, why would I, I want... Oh, Shoplifting jacket, was that? Yeah. That was back in the early days. We won't mention it. Um, listen, I want to mention... Um, Two things quickly, because uh, I want to mention, first off, the the app that I saw the other day. Um, I think it was the weekend it was uh, released, or re-released, I think. Uh, this may have been out before. It's called VO Starter, and it's uh, from a guy called Michael Doiz, who uh, or Michael Doiz. I'm not quite sure how you pronounce your name, Michael. I do apologise, but I obviously, obviously Michael Doiz. So maybe I'm making it more luxurious or amazing than, than Doiz. I don't know. But either way, um, that's the guy who made the app. He's a great guy. He's been on the show a few times. And um, VO Starter is an app which is really all about getting to grips with voiceover from day one. Now, for a lot of us, that might not be something we would think about. But my view on this would be, might be worth taking it for a test drive to top up on your skills. Because there might be things you don't know about voiceover. I'm absolutely certain there are things I don't know about it. So you Mm -hmm. can top up your skills by going through some of this. And it's very detailed. You can walk through it nice and simply. uh, And it's designed entirely for voiceover users as well as people who want to learn voiceover. So well worth checking out. You can get it on the App Store completely free. Um, so well done to Michael for developing that. It's a brilliant resource. I'm definitely going to try that out because yeah. it's been that long since I've used the Mac. I'm sure there's you know different ways of doing things and new features in there. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check this one out. I think you should do it on Shaun of the Shed. I think you should show people you learning something for once. You know what? That's a great idea. I will do exactly that. Yeah. Um, Another thing I wanted to mention, this is just an idea, right? But I had an idea the other day. Nervous, tense, I know that somewhere someone's probably doing this already. Oh. But it it was because someone came to the door the other day. It was quite late at night. And they rang the ring doorbell and... I was talking to the person and it, it felt as if I should know who they were, but I didn't. And I was a bit unsure. And I thought, do you know what would be really good? If we had some kind of AI built into these doorbells that could give you a visual description of who's at the door. Oh. Like a well, be my AI at my door. Well, I mean, the Google doorbell has facial recognition and I'm sure others do as well. So but you that's can if it knows train who them. the voice it, or the, the person the is. The person is, yes. So you do need to pre-train it. Um, so you would just want a generic, what, what good would that be for you? Would you be able to identify someone from that, would you? Can you? Have you tried the Be My AI with this stuff? I mean, if you said, you know, who's at the, you know, describe the person at the front door, I'm sure it would give you an incredible description of who the person maybe looks like. Yeah, uh, if they're wearing overalls, or if they're from a company, maybe there's a van parked behind them. It would Can give you, you just the detail stand there of for that. ten minutes while I uh, go oh, through your no, detailed no, 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 description. No, 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 that long. And goodness me, it takes me long enough to answer the door. By the time I got there, <laughs> they, they would have given me a description anyway. I think but, that's a great idea. They could build that in. I'm sure they could. AI is going to get everywhere, and a doorbell is actually a good idea for that. But I'm just not sure how practical that is. It's much quicker to just say, "Who are you?" Oh, yeah, because everyone's so honest when they come to the front door. Yes, I'm oh, here yeah, to, well, the I'm here to read say, your gas meter. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm genuine, honest. What, and the AI description's going to, yeah, a stripy uh, T-shirt on and a, a bag swag with swag bag. written on it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, oh, at least dear. it would give you a sense of what's going on. I mean, even... Don't trust him. His eyes are too close together. <laughs> it's like having your mum there. <laughs> I don't like the look of him. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. I thought, I thought when you said uh, don't trust him, his eyes are too close together, you were talking about me. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> but that's, that's a, just an unnatural reaction to nystagmus and bright light. So uh, there's not much I can do about that. <laughs> don't keep reminding me of it. Um, listen, oh. uh, <laughs> just a reminder for next week that we are off on our holidays. Yeah, I know holidays... We'll mm. be uh, not together. I should just point this out. Why not? No, I know. I, I like this idea, but, you know, I don't, think caravan. Our, our, I don't think our wives would like this idea so much. <laughs> Although maybe they would. They would just go off and do their thing and leave us yeah, to do our right. thing. And basically, yeah. it'll be every day of our lives. Um, <sighs> but yes, uh, the holidays are coming. Uh, not in the 
Diet Coke sense, but in the uh, that's the first thing I thought. I know, so did I. It's just I know what I said. Hear it in my head. Yeah, Um, it's it's, it's never really. It's never Christmas until that truck shows up. I mean, it's just a deal, right? Stop it. Yes, no. Anyway, it's not Christmas. So yes, um, the uh, they don't send us any, so don't worry about it, and they never will. But the um, show is off next week. (laughs) If you're listening on the podcast, we will be taking a break, Uh, so we'll not be on the podcast. Yeah. There'll be no show on the podcast. Now, if you listen on AMI Audio, there will be a show. Uh, There will be shows going out every single day. So you will have the ability to listen to our show, but only on AMI Audio next week. The podcast is taking a break. Uh, I don't know why that is. Um, There'll be a riot. They can't get their fix of Double Tap in podcast form. Absolutely disgraceful, I know. But look, we've got to take a break. We've got to give the poor people at AMI a chance to rebuild their credibility. Yes, that's true. <laughs> at least once a year. Give them a chance to say, please, we're a serious network. We are serious people. And the listeners deserve a holiday as well. Absolutely. So we're giving you a week off, you lucky listeners. <laughs> so I'll give you a chance to catch up. That's probably what most people will do. Give them a chance to catch up so you can binge the show as much as you like. Uh, and we'll catch you back here the week after. But uh, yes, we are on break next week. So uh, if you're sending in your feedback, then uh, please do so. But we will not be around to read it um, until the week after. But there you go. Anyway, uh, that is it for today. Thank you, as always. Uh, do keep your feedback coming. Laura's off. It just occurred to me. So Laura's off this week, then we're off next week. So the feedback's not going to be read till a week after. Oh, oh wow. This is a disgrace. I wish keep we thought coming. this out. We didn't think this through very well, did we? No, no. We never do. <laughs> Welcome to Double Tap. Uh, <laughs> But we're back again tomorrow. Lots more interesting conversations on the show tomorrow. Join us if you can. And just a reminder, you can keep your email coming to us in voicemail form if you wish, because then we can play it in right away. Uh, You can email feedback at doubletaponair.com. Attach your voice note there. Or call and leave us a voicemail on 1877-803-4567. We're back tomorrow. Thank you, Sean Priest. Thank you, Stephen Scott. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.